0: We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here. The solar industry in the US employs more
1: people than Google, Apple, Facebook and Twitter combined. The most valuable commodity I know of is information, wouldn't you agree?
0: Welcome into the Green Insider podcast. Powered by eRenewable, the first ever episode of the Green Insider Podcast. We're excited to have you on board. And what we're going to be doing here each and every month and each and every episode is bringing you the latest and greatest, the movers and the shakers, anybody that you need to know in the renewable space. And without further ado, let's welcome to the program the one, the only, the president of eRenewable, one Mr. Mike Niemer. Mike, how are you today?
1: I'm great, Brett. Thank you so much for the kind words and the introduction.
0: Well, listen, Mike, it's, uh, you know, it's... You've got a very interesting story, and, and for those that, that haven't had a chance to check it out on uh, the eRenew.net website, we strongly encourage you to do that after you hear the podcast, of course. But you and I met a little over a year ago, and, and I was intrigued by your story because, one, um, you know, I'm still a relative neophyte to this industry, but you don't meet a lot of guys that have been in this industry for as long as you have with the varied experience that you have and then decide, you know what, let me take a plunge into a totally different, basically the complete opposite of what the oil and gas is, a renewable side of things but you've done that what was the impetus for that and for a guy that uh you know you could argue could be riding into the sunset here you are putting in the, the same kind of work you were doing 34 years ago when you got your, your start
1: in in oil and gas well you're exactly right it's been 40 years that i've been in oil and gas and i still am in the oil and gas but in addition to that our advisory firm we decided to move into the renewable space after i had a couple discoveries in the within the last year about the wind and solar market, and there were some opportunities that my mind took me to that led me to where I'm at today, and I'm glad to have converted, or uh, convert might not be the right word since mm-hmm. I still do oil and gas too, but uh, led me to that opening a new division called E Renewable.
0: And so here you are 40 years in. What was it? What, what was kind of the, and, and we could say the, the aha moment, but what was what was the decision factor? What was the turning point for you where, you know, was it somebody you talked to or was it something you saw that you decided, okay, maybe it's time to make a change and and do something
1: different? I saw what I felt was um, deals in the renewable space being done that were similar to oil and gas deals many, many years ago. Okay. So I thought if I could take – look at that space with no blinders. Mm-hmm. How could I take my 40 years of experience and jumpstart this space to make it more transactional and to make it and bring more liquidity to the market. When I'm here it takes a year to a year and a half to get deals done coming from oil and gas, that's not how long it takes to get deals done. No, absolutely done. Things move a lot faster. And so, uh, Being familiar with technology and auction platforms, Mm -hmm. I, through a process of this last year, researching and interviewing everything, I figured out how to take a renewable product and bring it to an online auction platform, which in turn will speed up and expedite these transactions.
0: And so you're bringing auction technology to the renewable side. How long had you been doing that, or how long had you been working with that on the uh, oil and gas side?
1: Well, on the natural gas side, I've been in the doing auctions since 2017. Okay, and so it was actually because of a natural gas forward auction I was doing for a producer that the following week a developer, who one of their uh, one of his colleagues at his company participated in that natural gas forward auction, uh-huh. and so he had heard of what we were doing. And called me and said, could you use your auction to do a BPPA, a virtual power purchasing agreement? I said, man, I don't even know what a BPPA is yet, but you're going to have to let me do some research. But, you know, on the surface, we can auction anything. Yeah. I just need to learn the market. Okay. And that's where I got started was off that one phone call, starting to do my research and figure out, is there space for me? and an online auction platform in this marketplace. And I believe that there is.
0: Okay. So it was more of just, again, so and we always hear about how in business it's, it's you know, be ready for the opportunities to present themselves. And so, again, it was a guy saying, you know, asking you to do something that you didn't know how, really what it was, but then you start researching it. How, how, how long did you research it or how much did you look into it before that light bulb went off and you said, oh, okay, wait a minute, we might have something here.
1: I got to admit, it was probably 60 to 90 days. Okay, so it wasn't wasn't overnight. It it wasn't immediate. It felt like overnight when it happened, okay? But I thought there was opportunity, so I kept researching. But I'm 60 to 90 days into that research, and I thought there is a huge opportunity that this seems to be the one product that my 40 years of experience translates to very well because of – uh, being able to bring them up to speed versus what I've done in oil and gas before. Right. And so with that, that kind of said, Hey, we can change the liquidity in this marketplace by doing some other things. And that's, and that's what I'm here to try to do.
0: And so when you, when, when, did you get back in touch with the guy that had had asked you about that or what? Oh, absolutely. So once you, what, so once the wheels start turning and that 60, 90 days becomes, okay, we're, we're, we've got something here. Then what's your next move at that point?
1: Well, whenever you're doing an auction, you have to figure out what structure you're going to auction. Okay. Because any product being auctioned, there's every bid or offer that comes in, depends if it's a forward or reverse auction, has to be conforming. There can't be any non conforming bids or offers. Everything's got to conform to exactly what you're doing. So the next thing for me to decide is what kind of structure, how do I want to structure the auction? Okay. And so that was when the aha moment came in, was in my structuring thought. So as I was interviewing sellers, they would say, let's say we're having a 100 megawatt plant being built, and we're, we only need to get 70% sold for us to get financing. So then I, I said, okay. So then as I go back to the office, I'm thinking 70%. What are they doing with the other 30%? Yeah, They said, well, I call them back. And they said, well, that's just the tail. That's our merchant piece. So we just go to market on a monthly basis. And here's where I said, aha. Because there are a lot of commercial industrial accounts uh-huh. and some municipalities that can't really transact beyond five years. And all these PPAs and BBPAs are seven years and longer. So I asked them, why don't we? take a merchant piece that leftover tail and put it in a shorter tenure auction so let's give let's try to bring flexibility let's try to bring optionality to the buyers and let them show what volume they want to bid on uh-huh. and let them also bid in 1 3 or 5 years make it a shorter duration cuz that product is missing from the market the short term ppa is missing so that was my aha moment that we actually could do those and those plans no one has to wait for it to be built. It's already built. Yeah. The one negative to it is if a buyer needs to claim additionality, that's already been claimed cuz it's already built. Okay. If they need the additionality, then we have to they have to wait for us to do a new project cuz then the additionality would have taken place. Okay. So anyway, that was a big opportunity. I thought you're kind of completing the market because the long-term market was already there, yeah. but the PPA short-term market really wasn't. So by us finding that market to participate in, we completed the cycle and what is in the economic terms completed the market.
0: So and, and where were they with that 30% in some cases and and or that tail? When were they usually getting rid when were they usually selling that?
1: Well, sometimes it depends how the market was. They were simply doing it once a month, making it into the marketplace, or they might do shorter-term deals. They'd sell a winter or summer or a quarter or one year at a time or two years at a time, but wasn't necessarily on a PPA. It was just them selling energy into the grid. Okay, And so so that's what – we're not just selling it to the grid, but they're actually being – uh, it's PPA being done that we're doing.
0: And so, but, but what this did though, was it just auto. It, it seems like it almost just kind of streamlined everything and made, and as you've been saying for a while now, expedited the process. But like you said, it, it gave more optionality to what you can do with that 30% that you haven't sold off yet.
1: That's exactly right. And so what I also like about the auction platform, uh, it can sometimes take a year plus to do an aggregation and that is where you're bringing multiple buyers and building that stack of buyers volume up till you can sell out the project or the, the, the RFP. So what we do in our 30 to 45 minute auction in our column where there's the bid buyers are showing their volume. We're automatically within 45 minutes building an aggregation instantaneously. So we've already eliminated months and months of work of people trying to find buyers. Yeah, to come up with numbers that they like, we've got it instantly on the on the auction.
0: So you're t- so this auction's taken what usually gets done in eight to nine months and is condensing it down in forty five minutes.
1: As far as get establishing the price, the price they still have contracting to do that could take another. You know, our hopes are you know ninety days or less. Right, but the 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 raw price is determining and the participants in 45 minutes.
0: Okay. And then what have you noticed as far as getting the getting the buyers to the market? You know, so if you've, if you've got, you know, insert a company here that you've worked with, how, you know, as somebody who, are you using the same strategy that you used when you were on the natural gas side? Or what have you had to do as far as going out to get those buyers? How's, what, what kind of challenge did that present? Considering well, that this is a brand new element for you.
1: Well, uh, one side of it was easy because we can invite trading companies and utilities, and they're also in the natural gas space. So that piece was easy. Okay. But finding commercial, industrial, and municipalities that weren't necessarily in my space, that took a little bit more work. So we have email marketing campaigns that have been very successful. We've had hundreds of phone conversations with people, and and we actually see in some of those spaces, they will want to be hosting a buyer's auction. Yeah. So they will be the buyer on the platform and I'll invite all the sellers that I know to participate and compete for that PPA.
0: Okay. And, and so it wouldn't like with a lot of other business opportunities as well is that, you know, you go in with the one idea of like, okay, here's something that we're, you know, we're going in with the forward auctioning plan, but what else have you uncovered or what else just from, again, from the number of conversations you've had with folks, what are you starting to see kind of splinter off? uh, Oh, there's a
1: lot of splinters and, uh, you know, we keep we've been asked about unbundled RECs. Okay. So, you know, a uh, uh, a typical PPA, you're you're bundling the energy with the renewable energy credit. Well, if they've already got their energy but they need to go green, they can buy an unbundled REC. Uh-huh. So, of all the RECs sold in the United States, 60% are unbundled, not tied to any specific energy. Okay. So, we're asked about that. We're asked about microgrids. You know, people want to build their own microgrid. So we're asked about doing that. Uh we've been asked, can we help them develop an energy master plan for their campus or university? Yeah. So there's a ton of things that each of these calls lead to. It's okay. not just about the auction, it's not just about the PPA. But the uh auction and PPA combined in our marketing campaign is opening many, many doors for us. So Uh, At eRenewable, we've we've got a couple different directions we're going now because of where the market has led us.
0: Are you surprised at how quickly uh, you've gotten immersed into the market?
1: I'm extremely surprised. That's one of my biggest surprises. And what that simply tells me, people want change and people want education. Okay. And so we're trying to provide that on both. And so uh, with our blog, we're going to be having a different term of the month that we're going to publish just to help people – continue to be educated called? the green insider oh no excuse me that's you that's the podcast it's called inside green today is the blog so excuse me for that but um so we're going to use that blog to educate people and this month's topic is going to be microgrids and you can
0: find that blog on you e-renew. Net. there you go
1: that's right go to the media page but um So anyway, there's a lot of different things that we're falling into because of the auction platform and the e-renewable concept, Mm -hmm. because it is new. This space is just so excited to learn, and that's what's different. When you're in an established oil and gas deal, they've learned most everything because it's been around for so long. This being relatively new, there's been a lot of deals done, but not in the scheme of Oil and gas deals. Right. There's a lot more yet to come, okay? Um, they're just hungry. They're hungry for education. So we're hoping that we can expand our education section, maybe even start hosting seminars on that before it's all over, all online.
0: Okay, okay. So you mentioned the the similarities and the differences, and, and, and just, again, you've you, I mean, they've, they've pretty much welcomed you with open arms um, because, it, you know, you don't come across as the – I mean, let's call it what I mean. Oil and gas has has a little bit of a, um, you know, kind of a uh, swash. I don't want to say swashbuckling, but you know, I mean, it, it's oil and gas, right? It's a very over the top. It is what it is. You know, you think of the oil field, you think of the, the 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 luxury and the extravagance that can go along with oil and gas, as, as well as the 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 dirty side when you know coming out of the ground, the shale, the fracking, what have you. Um, but it just seems like with with, with the renewable side a different speed, it's a different atmosphere, it's a different culture, I guess you could say. How's that been? Adapting to from forty years of you know oil and
1: gas. The to- speed of it is tough. That has been my hardest adjustment okay. to the speed of deals being done. You know, uh currently in the last eight months, I did I've had three auctions. I had hoped by now that I'd be having one auction a month. Yeah. Now, granted, COVID19 didn't help me any.
0: COVID-19 I mean, it didn't has, help anybody. hasn't any. discriminated against oil gas or renewable Renewal. energy. That's exactly
1: <laughs> correct. And so uh, so anyway, so that's what we're aspiring to get up to, to where we're doing at least one auction a month. Okay, and then just continuing to grow from there. and so we've got to you know get through what we're doing today and 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 fighting the virus, so on and so forth. I had a pleasant call with a seller today. One of the few that hasn't used the word COVID-19. That wasn't slowing down any of his plans. So that was a pleasant change for me today. So I enjoyed that conversation.
0: Where, what has COVID-19, from your estimation and from the folks you've talked to, um, what has that done to the, the renewable market?
1: From what I've read and what I've heard, it seems like the market is accepting that of all the projected deals that were going to be done in the next 12 months, Probably only eighty percent, seventy or eighty percent of them will be done now. Okay, so uh, which is still not bad considering it's, it's not ravaged yeah. a lot of industries. Right, right. Okay. So, so anyway, steel deals are going to be done, transaction will be done, just not quite as many as they were originally expected in their projections.
0: What's been the, col- what, what's been the uh, key for you and eRenewable during this time? How, how have you guys kind of – I mean, obviously, you're, you're not restructuring it like that, but what, what's been kind of you all strategy during this time for uh, COVID? Marketing,
1: marketing, marketing. Okay. So when we don't have live auctions going on, we are doing nothing but cultivating leads, and we've built – a database of four or 500 buyers, 50-plus sellers, and had communications with all of them. And everybody's been willing to talk. Everybody's been willing to learn. But, you know, COVID-19, COVID-19. So that's why today's conversation was a great one, because that wasn't brought up.
0: What do you, do? you, uh, you know, the, the the adage I keep hearing from an oil and gas standpoint is that once, once COVID does finally start to slow down, um, you know, the fire hydrant's going to open up and it's, you know, it's going to be full bore. Do you see that same, are you hearing kind of that same kind of attitude about uh, the solar side, solar and wind side?
1: I don't really hear it uh, stated quite like that because uh, the solar and wind side, I don't know any other way to put it, but doesn't have the arrogance of the oil and gas side okay? because their bravado that they have, they're going to go all out. There's not an oil and gas guy er or oil guy ever hadn't once in his life said is going to a hundred dollars and stay there. Right. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so that's, that's the arrogance that they have, right? They believe that's going to happen. And once this thing gets, goes over 40, then it goes over 50. They're going to then see 60. They're going to then predict a hundred (laughs) dollars. So, So it's a little different when you're talking renewable. Yeah. That doesn't quite happen because the renewable space is doing nothing but year-over-year growth. Okay. And and so uh, that is expected. There's so many cities that want to be 100% green by 2030. There's a lot of industrial and additional cities that at the latest want to be green by 2050. Yeah. And so to do that, a lot has to be accomplished. There's only one way to make that happen, and that is to build. And there's a lot of projects on the books, and and hopefully they can all achieve those numbers, and we're here to help them.
0: What's been the big? What, what's um? What's been kind of the biggest surprise for you, or what have you learned the most that that you were maybe completely, maybe either naive to, or just didn't realize, or just didn't know about the solar mar or the the renewable market that's been a you know kind of a pleasant surprise for you.
1: The biggest pleasant surprise that I've had is simply the acceptance of me in this space okay that's been the most pleasant because i didn't expect that they would be so accepted okay that they're not turning a blind eye to a new idea but they'd be
0: kind of foolish too though right i mean with oil and gas i mean again oil
1: and gas is an old dog new trick you don't teach them they don't take it this is not they don't think like that they're all hungry to learn more they want to see something different they're, right. one of, they're looking for any way to make the market better, and that's what we're here trying to do. We're trying to bring integrity to a transparent auction, so there's no nothing's hidden. Everything's right out there in the open.
0: But at the same time, though, too, and you mentioned the the, the arrogance of oil and gas. And again, I don't think anybody here is going to deny that, but. You're taking technology that you have, you, you have seen and used and know that it works in the oil and gas market. Are you surprised, and, and, and obviously you're very, very confident that this is, and from what you've seen, you know it's going to work in, in the renewable space. Are you surprised that they have not taken more, borrowed from more technology from the oil and gas space? We're applicable to use in, in, in the renewable side? And is that something that, you know again, with, given your, your experience, where you could see maybe you know, e-renewable down the line, plucking some oil and gas processes or, or technologies that could be applicable? Because, again, you don't last as long as you have. Now, I get it. They're two different deals, but are you seeing that there could be more applications down the line from oil and gas to
1: renewable? There will be more applications. Which one there will be at this point? I'm not far enough in to ha- okay, answer it. Gotcha. But I can give you a parallel answer. The, the WTI crude oil uh-huh. started trading on the NYMEX in 1980. Okay. Okay. Natural gas started in 1990. So by the late 80s, oil, gasoline, and diesel fuel were trading on the NYMEX. Okay. They'd been, in, they'd been listed for now eight, nine years. So the grain market at that time had been trading on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange for 140 years. Okay. So in wheat or in the grain market, they traded on what's called a basis, and that is a the difference between cash and the futures price. Well, 9 years after the oil market started on the exchange, no one really traded the basis between cash and futures. That didn't really exist. Okay. Then about year 10, people started trading basis. So it took 10 years for oil to catch up to what we had been doing for 140 years. Oh, wow. So you can't expect renewables to be right away to pick up some of this stuff. But it will happen because that's the evolution of the growth of an energy market.
0: Okay. All right. So it's a, so for you, it's only a matter of time. But like I said, right now, you're more focused on the, the auction technology. And then, you know, as things go along, you're always open to, to new ideas.
1: Yeah, because things will all, the shake from the trees when you make the phone calls. Things will start happening. Absolutely.
0: So. Absolutely. We'll get you out of here with this. When you did this 15 months ago, you obviously, you, you obviously had an idea. You, you talked about your aha moment. You knew that, that there was some some application here. But when you started Renewable, what was your thought process on, you know, how's this thing going to work or, you know, what's the potential here versus, okay, you got some auctions under your belt. You're still dealing with this pandemic, but you've got a pipeline built. Where are we at now that we're 15 months into it versus when this whole thing started?
1: When this whole thing started, it was a concept that, that I thought would work but didn't know if it would work. Okay. But now, as I've built my pipeline of both buyers and sellers, and I've had three auctions watching the technology be successful, watching the attendance be successful, mm-hmm. watching the people submitting bids correctly, of no errors. Th- three for three, no errors, technology working, people showing up at the auction that prove that the concept is valid. Okay. And that's where. A year ago, I hoped it would work. I hoped everybody would show up at the auction and there would be interest. And so from trading companies to utilities to municipalities to commercial industrial, all of them have been on auctions. Okay. So, so that has been a big win. So, uh, again, this market, people are hungry for new things, and they're hungry to learn, and they seem to be appreciating creativity. And that's what the auction brings is creativity – to what they've, been done, what they've done normally or formerly uh, the old-fashioned way.
0: Your three auctions so far have been what?
1: Uh, two Ericot auctions and one in PJM. Okay. Uh, two of them were merchants for just 25 megawatts, and we had one new build project we auctioned off for 240 megawatts on a 12-year deal.
0: And one of the two, or excuse me, one of the three transacted? One of the
1: three have transacted. The other two did not reach the reserve price.
0: Okay. And so is that something that, and again, you, and I know you do a very thorough job as far as an FAQ setting the, like you said, setting the parameters of what the auction's all about. Um, t- a little bit about that for anybody that, you know, that's listening to this right now. They've got a project or they've got something they're, they're, they're thinking about. What, why, would, why, would, uh, why would they want to talk to Mike Niemer and, and what can renew do for them?
1: Well, just to simply tell you about the auction itself, everybody's familiar with eBay and the eBay clock. That's where a seller's trying to sell something and the clock has an expiration of time. Our clock has no expiration of time. We set our clock with 15 minutes and once it's below three minutes, the next time a better bid shows up, the clock resets back to three minutes. So at two minutes, 30 seconds, Fred, you put in a better bid, it goes back to three minutes. Not add three minutes, just back to three minutes. And this continues to reset Till all bids held for three consecutive minutes. Mm-hmm. With that said, in our three auctions, we had a 30 minute auction, a 38 minute auction, and a 33 minute auction, all on a 15 minute auction. Yeah. But what that resetting clock does it gives every buyer last look. Do you want to win this deal or not? right? If it's a seller's auction. conversely, if you're an industrial trying to buy and we've invited, Sellers in it's given every seller last look on this reverse auction. Do you want to win this deal or not right? Last look everybody has a chance and every originator in the marketplace that may be listening to this, everybody knows they want last look on every deal they Absolutely. want a chance to win. Our auction gives you a chance to win, and every participant if you're all if it's a forward auction for a seller. Every buyer sees the number he's against, but he doesn't know who. He sees buyer A, B, and C. Right. Conversely, in a reverse auction for a buyer that's hosting it, the sellers that come in see sellers A, B, and C. They, no one knows who they, are, know who they are, but they do see the price. And that's what makes for the best price for the host.
0: Okay. And you, and like I said, you've gotten good feedback from folks already uh, as far as the three auctions three that you've gotten under, under your belt.
1: We have. Uh, they've thought the, the ease of the use of the platform. Uh, that's what they, they
0: want, right? I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, th- th- you're, you're selling technology here. So if you've got mm-hmm. glitches or hesitation or yep. freezing, that's a problem. But
1: so far, so three, far, three. So good. And so they want simple, they want streamlined, yeah. and they want transparent. And that's what eRenewable brings to them.
0: That's it. Uh, Mike Niemer, where can, we, uh, where can we find you at? And for the folks that are uh, listening to this, obviously they can always go to e-re- uh, eRenew.net, but if they want to give you a phone call and or shoot you an email, where can they get that, uh, what's that
1: information? The phone number is 281-235-5845. Yes, sir. And the email is simply Mike at eRenew.net.
0: Gotcha. Mike at eRenew.net. And, of course, that phone number, once more, 281-235-5845. That's 281-235-5845. And you can always find him at Mike at eRenew.net. And, of course, you can always go to the website as well and uh, contact him through there. But, again, uh, he is the man with the plan. And, of course, again, if you're looking – listen, whether it's a a consultation, whether it's just trying to figure out what – you know what uh if they've got a project and how e-renewable can help them either way you'll sit down with them you'll walk them through it and you'll tell them why uh you know an auction technology is, is best for them and how it you know suited it for their needs
1: absolutely i appreciate the call and the time and for everybody listening uh have a great weekend and Stay safe.
0: That's it. Uh, once again, Mike Niemer, president of eRenewable. Uh, you can find out more about the company at eRenew.net. I want to thank everybody for listening. Once again, this is the inaugural episode of the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I want to thank everybody for listening once again. We just made going green a lot easier. Find out how you can do so, too, at eRenewable.net. Thank you so much for your time. God bless.